From the art of the deal to keeping it real. From the Simply Vegas studios, it's the Power Move with John Gafford. Keeping it real indeed, gentlemen. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Welcome to the Power Move. I am John Gafford. With me, as always, back to being liquored up in the middle of the day, Colt Abaddon. You guys uh, broke my dreams of being Becoming an Olympian. Your dress- Eric, Eric said I had no, no Eric said I had no chance no either. Chance. So now we've, we've crushed your dreams, so you're back to drinking. Back and welcome back from his one-day absence, Chris yep. Connell Esquire. Welcome back, sir. Hey, thank you for having me again. So, so let's get right into it. Tell us the story. What? How did you break your wife's foot? Because I'm sure some way, somehow... It's going to wind up at least being your fault. Sort of. <laughs> it's so funny when you walk into a hospital with your injured wife. The whole time I'm going, you know, I bet you somebody thinks I did it. Did it. Oh, dude, the whole you time. Fell going, oh, the, no, you fell into the No, I fell into down the, the stairs. I fell. The no, door. she literally fell on flat ground. <laughs> I was talking to my father in my office. It was like 8.30 at night watching football. We had barbecued all day. She thought I was on a business call because she's a couple pops in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call it what it is. And so she just went to like run after the kid. Who was gonna run in my office? And we had oh. this thing where she like helps me out by preventing, you know, I'm on the a kid from dying. That's her role. Call with like, uh, you know, some servicing company and you know whatever, <laughs> you know, hey, I'm daddy, blah, blah, blah. you know, yeah. she keeps yeah. me. That's mommy plays yeah. uh, interference. interference. She runs she interference. interference like that one news clip that went super viral where that yeah. And so uh, yeah, she just went and, and on flat ground. I mean, there's no, there's no uh, great story. There's no just, skate, just, skateboard in the middle of. the... Nothing. Room, literally just went Nothing. to move and cracked her ankle. Like, literally broke mm-hmm. it. You know, it's funny you say that. I was, um, Hayden one time when he was a little kid, he was getting out of the pool when he was like four, and he missed the he short-armed it, you know, alligator-armed yeah. it with the short arms, and went face first into the Ooh. side of the coping on the pool. Didn't break anything, because I guess little kids, when their their nose cartilage isn't developed right. that much, but we took him to the emergency room just to make sure. And again, the whole time, I'm like, they're going to think we smacked him. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. So we get in with the nurse, and I'm like, you know, I got to tell you, I thought that, you know, uh, pre-K cage fighting class would be good for him. But this is just ridiculous. And, dude, the nurse just looked at me. Did not find it funny. No, she no. did not find it yeah. funny whatsoever. And, you know, speaking of not funny, speaking of not funny, legend dies this week. One of my personal nice heroes, nice one of my favorite guys ever, Norm McDonald, passed away. Um, those of you who know me, if you do know me, you have suffered through my favorite joke in the world. Those uh, of you that know me and have listened to the show realize how much I despise OJ getting off too. <laughs> Something Norm McDonald was literally a number one. Yes, at. he oh, was. Yeah. Well, you know, they say that he got kicked off Saturday Live because he wouldn't he wouldn't leave OJ alone. He, right. he wouldn't, lay he wouldn't stop. Yeah, yep. it was yeah. just relentless. And, and, you know, OJ. good for him. That that's that is a power move. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Stand on OJ. That 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 is that, that is definitely going to be a power move for yeah. sure. But my favorite joke, the moth joke. Um, you know, we debated today. Chris was like, you have to tell the mock joke on her. So sometimes you meet a person in your life where you go, what's something they do well? For John Gafford, being a great real estate broker. And, you know, yeah. for, for Colt is getting wonderful haircuts. And, uh, <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's the first you know, time I've ever uh, heard that compliment. You know, I didn't realize John was such a good storyteller in the way he tells jokes. And I like jokes. I have some elaborate, you know, ways of going on and on, bloviating as is apt to be for an attorney. But John, I get paid hourly. John, uh, we were at his, we we're at a backyard. He breaks us out, and I literally had just tears in my eyes because I remember Norm doing it, but it wasn't the same. It, it had. Its well, it's, it's never the same. It's, never, it's the same. never the same twice. So before I do this, because I am going to do it, I'm going to warn you. Um, 
if this isn't your cup of tea, this starts to aggravate you at some point, just skip forward because we are going to talk about some pretty decent things throughout the podcast today, including a, a great charity that's coming up called Kids Join the Fight that I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to help with. We're going to talk a little Gavin Newsom, Newsom, and we're going to talk about three business mistakes that owners make, but also we're going to talk about some capital gains changes that are coming up that you need to hear about. Hugely important. Could Stick be. around for this. This is, this is, uh, some of you may suffer through this. I, I don't probably want to hang out with you if you're <laughs> suffering through what's about to happen. If you just enjoy this as immensely as I do, give us a call. Come hang out. <laughs> yeah, this is you know, this is a good filter. This is a great. It's like it's like, yeah. it's like this is this is how you know who your yeah, friends if are. You like this? If we you can go think drink. This, yeah, if you think this is funny, you can go to cocktails with a sitting time because I, I think if, it's you don't, if you don't like Led Zeppelin, if you don't like dogs, and you don't think this joke is funny, like lose my number. Yeah, I can't I can't help you. So anyway, without further ado, here it is. Okay, so. This moth walks into a podiatrist's office, right? And the uh, podiatrist looks at him and uh, goes, can I help you? And the moth goes, yeah. Doc, I got to tell you, it's been uh, it's been a challenge lately. It's been really tough. Doc's like, what's going on? He's like, well, so I got this job down at the moth plant. And uh, I get up every morning. The alarm goes off at, you know, crack of 630. And I roll over. Again, going to trudge myself through a meaningless existence, get in my car and drive down to the plant where I work for, uh, you know, John Gregorovich. So I work for, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know what I'm doing down there. I don't think, I think you making me laugh is making me sputter. <laughs> I don't even know what I do down there, doc. It's like, uh, you know, I don't even know if John Gregorovich knows what I do. All I know is he knows he has power over me and he likes it. And so, you know, I'll come up with great ideas <laughs> to, uh, to pass, to make the days go better and pass the time. And, uh, you know, he takes my ideas and he passes them off as himself. Doc's like, man, that's, that's kind of, that's not a good way to, yeah. So, you know what I do, Doc? I drink, drink heavily. You know, there's a little, uh, I go into the store. And I, I stopped there at the liquor store. It, uh, it opens, you know, at 8, 8.15-ish because the guy's always late because he's got some personal issues. But he, he hits the store up at, at like 8.15. And I'll go in and, you know, I, I want to buy the big bottle, but I can't. I got to buy the little red tops, you know, the little screw-offs because that way I can sneak them in on my lunch pail and John Gregorovich won't see me drinking them. And I, I drink to get through the day. Doc's like, so you got a drinking problem? No, I mean, that's just part of it. And then I go home. And, uh, you know, I got to look at my family. And I look at my moth wife and her just dead eyes looking at me because I've let her down. I'm, I'm not who she, you know, I'm not the moth she married. She had big dreams of a house in the suburbs and a white picket fence and the mailman coming by and saying, hey, look how happy those moths are. I wish I was that happy. And I just let her down. And those dreams are crumbling right before her eyes. It's like, yeah, yeah, my son. I look at him with his dead stare, and I can tell, you know, I used to be his hero, and all I see in him is the disappointment that I find when I look deeper within myself, and I got to tell you, Doc, the worst part is I don't love him anymore, because he just reminds me so much of the shell that I am today, and how much wasted potential I had. Doc goes, man, that sounds serious. Yeah, Doc, so I just wish I had any courage anymore, because if I had any courage... I'd reach into the nightstand because I keep a gun and I put it up to my moth head every night. And, you know, I just want to pull the trigger, but I'm too much of a, a weakling and just, I can't do it. 
I don't want to give John Gregorovich Jack at the factory the satisfaction of knowing that he cracked me and threw me over the edge because in some twisted game that he plays in his head, I know that he would think that way. The podiatrist says, man, that, that's a lot of problems. You, this is, you need a psychiatrist. You know, this is a podiatrist's office. Why'd you come in here? The moth goes, because the light was on. <laughs> So, <laughs> so thank you, thank you. Rest in peace, Norm. That was that, that was my he, he hijacked an entire oh, like was, uh, entire segment nice, of Conan O'Brien with that oh, joke, oh. and and wouldn't let it go. So I, thank you for bearing with me. I hope you think that's as funny as I do. So if you don't, let's face it. If you didn't think that was funny, yeah. you're not listening anymore because you just turned <laughs> yeah, this off. Turned you, just, off. <laughs> you just completely shut this uh, off. I like <laughs> so every time it's funny just because. <laughs> This poor fucking guy, you know, he's just like, you know, he's just he's struggling with that, yes. that the lives of quiet desperation that most men lead. Yeah, and you look at my son, and I'm like it's just this horrible, horrible reality. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck. came it because the light was on. The light well, was you know, the funniest part about that joke is actually when I watched it. I, wa I put a link to it yesterday, and I, I was talking to people, and I, I said. uh the funniest part was at the very beginning when he was first talking to uh, to Conan O'Brien. He's like, no. So he's like, where do you get your material? He's like, well, like, for example, I got some great material on the way over here. You sent a car for me. And he's like, yeah. He's like, so the driver told me the joke. <laughs> and halfway through it, Conan's like, how long was this commute? Did they pick you up in Connecticut? Like, where were you? <laughs> this is going on. I was in Boston. Oh, God. Which is oh, just man. crazy. He, so He was such a great comedian. Oh, he was like, the best. Such Either people hated him or you absolutely loved him, well, in my I, opinion. I, I read a great quote today, again, being the internet. I have no idea if he said it, but if he did, it would be such a norm thing to say. Somebody apparently said years ago when he said, uh, I don't know why people say you lose the battle to cancer, because if you die, the cancer dies. So the way I see it, you didn't lose. That's fighting to a draw. <laughs> I thought it's a very Norm McDonald thing to, uh, to say. And, and, and I thought it was great. Um, so that's that, but dirty work, oh, dirty work, dirty work is a film, by the way, it's not a movie. Yeah. It's a, fi <laughs> it's a, a film, film that should be taken in. It's a film. It should be taken in, but let's talk about some other stuff, man, that happened. Let's talk about Gavin. Well, you know, I actually, I'm not, I want to talk about that yet because I want to talk about this because Norm Dad passed away yesterday and he died of cancer, which is very terrible. Um, and I don't, I don't mean to go from something that was so funny and celebrating to something that's kind of a downer. But a friend of mine in New Orleans, uh, a, a, he's a, a, fr a family that's friends with everybody that I know there. Their uh, eight-year-old son Walker just lost a long battle with uh, cancer last mm -hmm. week. He, he succumbed to that, or as Norm would say, he fought it to a draw. Uh, I, I think to say that's better. But the only reason I bring that up is because Walker was such a unique little kid that he wanted to make sure that this didn't happen to other kids. So he started a foundation um, called Kids Join the Fight. And my kids got invited to participate with this. I'm going to put you guys on the spot to invite your kids also to invite to, to be with it. And what the goal of this is, is it's kids raising money for pediatric cancer. Uh, apparently, one out of every 245 children in the United States at some point in their life will have cancer. Um, and there's such a small amount of money of federal funding that is, that is currently given to that issue that they just want to kind of shed light on that. And this is kids raising money through anything they can. Lemonade stands, kickball tournaments, 
um, mowing yards, whatever it may be, any type of fundraiser they can have. And the goal is before the end of September, because September is uh, Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, they want to have an event in all 50 states. Um, this has really gotten some legs behind it. I know that the Berries, uh, which is Walker's family, I think we're going to be on uh, Good Morning America this week. Uh, it's really caught legs. And, uh, you know, if you see something like this, if you have any ideas for what we can do uh, to make that work, and I'll, I'll let you know how it goes, but we're going to do some, we're, the kids are going to do something. I already told my kids, and you start planning something to raise some money uh, for predated cancer. I've made a commitment also uh, from Simply Vegas that no matter what they raise, we are going to match that. So um, hopefully it'll be a big amount and we can write a big check. And, uh, you know, even though Walker fought cancer to a draw, we can definitely uh, maybe help pick another up kid. Pick up where he left off and, and, and keep his memory alive through that foundation, which I think is great. That's such an ugly thing to watch kids with cancer. That's... Yeah, it's hard. it's hard. I know that for a while, and again, not to not to take a super serious turn, but but when your son had some issues and yeah. you guys didn't know what was going on, sitting it, in those waiting rooms, yeah, it's it tough. I won't even talk about because I'll cry still. But yeah, it's ugly. No joke. It's ugly. So God bless everybody with that. God bless. So we're gonna do that and, and make sure that that goes along. But um, you know, let's you know, Mike. Get, let's talk about the election yesterday. Yep. Let's just switch, switch gears to that. <laughs> so Newsom survives yesterday. And 62%. But here's my question. Why are people so surprised? Oh, oh it, no. it well, was. I, no, it's it's become such more, even more of a uh, democratic state than it was. How many years when ago? Is the was last, that 20 I mean, years ago when Arnold? Arnold? Yeah, it was 20. It's been 20 years since Arnold, right? Jim Brown got recalled in 05, 06. Something. But it's been a hot. Yeah, but but been when, when is the last time? California went red in a national election. It's going to be blue. And here's the thing. Part of what was in that recall was Mm -hmm. literally talking about, um, you know, illegal immigrants and all this stuff. And, and, you know, I've talked about this a long time ago, not taking a partisan side on anything. Right. I'm an independent. I look at issues independently. But um, at some point, there's going to have to be recognition in, you know, certain parties that if you want to sway the the base to your side, you're going to have to find a way to uh, reach out and connect with them. Now, when you talk about a, a base of a population, especially mm-hmm. in the, the Latino community, Hispanic community, mm-hmm. you talk about people that vote Democrat, but that are literally born Republicans. Like, yeah. Very religious, very yeah. conservative, very family oriented, all that stuff. And I, I've always wondered, and I don't, like I said, take a position, but I'm always very curious as to why that isn't um, sort of like the main focus with the modern Republican. I, and in the bill, so though, you said, you in the bill literally kind of yeah. still is sort of demonizing, you know, not in so many words, but, you know, uh, tangentially demonizing almost, uh, a, you know, a, a community that sh- they, you know, would be weaponized for them if they yeah. used it properly. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that's funny you say that. I was at a charity, uh, this was years ago, um, and a guy got sat at our table and uh, he was in the Republican um uh, forum and he, he was higher up and my wife's Mexican and he sat there and that was his question. He goes, I do not, we cannot understand why we can't get the vote when you guys, your, your whole, you know, religious, everything is yeah. Republican. And you know, that always, I was like, wow, he's right. You know, why yeah. can't you get that vote? Well, so, I, 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 I think, mean, I think, I think what you see, well, I think what you, I think what you see is you see people 
that are, it's like if nine, it, the problem is, and it's both political parties actually, but the problem oh, is yeah. if nine things check my box yeah, that's and right. number 10 upsets me, I'm not voting the other way. I just don't vote. Yep. See, that's, and I, that's I think a that's a huge issue. issue for Democrats. Yeah. That is, I'd say the number one issue for Democrats is they won't hold their nose. Yeah. Um, not to get put into a political talk, but just this is a very objective, in my opinion, um, way to do it, that Republicans are better at kind of holding their nose. A lot of them didn't like Donald Trump, but still voted Trump as opposed. Yeah. Whereas a lot of Democrats, if they don't, if you're not a perfect candidate, if you haven't um, done those things to the extreme that you're on, right? Yeah. Like if you're slightly left, then you'll be less worried about the sort of a mispronouncing or whatever, all those different things. But the further down you get the line, you have less nose holding and you have things like independence and you have the, you know, things like, well, okay. Okay. Well, so back to the left, do you think that Democrats are losing some of their party with some of the way out there pronouns, all of these things? I, some think, of those things? I think that on a long enough timeline, there will be a swing back to um, younger people going, wait a minute, because it, it, it's unsustainable. Yeah. The, the concept of, of um, perfection and never being incorrect or never making mistakes yeah. is one that's untenable. It's it's not one that can last forever. So when you have somebody that – the guy who lost his job for Jeopardy, he had some, like, lame tweet seven years ago and he lost his job for it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Ken Jennings had some stupid, um, you know, tweet, lost his chance at it for it. We're talking about things people say seven years ago. I've said fucked up things in this chair. Yeah. You know, like because you try, you, you take your shots. Colt's planning on saying something crazy the next ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, like, are you guys you ready? Your shots. Yeah. Right? And do you think you say you don't think it will stay extreme? I mean, it's been pretty extreme for the last, you know, fifteen, sixteen years. And I think that, I I think that we have such more of a independence, uh, you know, independent voter, but no one will ever vote that because then they think their vote doesn't count. Right, sure. like there will never be a. It'll always be two parties, in well, my opinion. If you found a party that, because everybody likes to say this, everybody that grew up with our generation or younger, yeah, they say I'm 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 fiscally, fiscally responsible, fiscally social liberal. Which yeah. I mean, we can get into the the facts about which parties right. spend more. Yeah, I always wonder why people say they're fiscally conservative and vote for things that cost a lot of money, like war. Right, mm -hmm. but that's just personal. If you're fiscally conservative, socially liberal, okay, leave the the stuff out of, about you know who you can marry, kind of the the more moral stuff. Leave that out. Talk about you know fiscal conservatism. Find that that base. You could have a third party that would crush. I just I don't see if, that happening. You know. You, yeah. See, ever told you about my my goal for political party? What I want to do? I think I could run for I think I, I could run for political office. And this is this is my this is my platform. You ready? You my platform is this. I will be there as an empty vessel. <laughs> complete. I, I will be sailing the sea as an empty vessel. And here's what I mean by that. Every single issue that comes up, I will have one left-leaning. I'm sorry. I have I will have one left-leaning assistant, one right uh, aide, right. one right-leaning aide. All right. I will have them write every issue that comes up. Yeah. I have them write their opinion on it on the on both sides of the aisle. I will then go like American Idol, and I will say fastest finger vote, text this to vote this way, that way in my <laughs> constituents. I will control it. And then whatever my people say I should vote, I will walk in and push the button. You know what that sounds like? What? Democracy. I know. Shockingly, <laughs> wow. right? Shocking. Well, we, we, don't live in a, a, we don't live we in a democracy, though. We, always, you, we don't live in a democracy. We live, we live in a, a republic. A representative oligarchy. Yes, we live in a republic. We don't live in a democracy. That's the biggest mistake a lot of people make. Yeah, they don't understand the difference. I mean, like, the, the republics are still, you know, have the element of, but we live in an oligarchy because what happens is you vote in your oligarch. Mm -hmm. Your oligarch goes to 
Parliament Hill or, or, or Capitol Hill or wherever you go, mm-hmm. and they vote kind of how they're going to vote. Yeah. They're going to do what they're going to do. But, right. but here's the thing. And then they either apologize how, or say, thank yeah, you. It's not, that's democracy. not a democracy because no. my vote, you should be, if you get in on this party, that's how you should vote. Right. right. So if you want to elect me to any position in Washington as part of the internet party, I'll call it, because you just kind of go on the website and vote. There you go. Can, if can American, I, if can American we, Idol could do it, why can't I do it? Well, why can't I? Can do we it? try to make a push and see if we can get one of us on some sort, even just a simple council? Well, we know it's not going to be not you. Me. No, but no, I feel John. like it's you, John. I'll be the Olympian that supports you, and we'll go from there. <laughs> no, I was just about to say something that was going to ruin all my political yeah. chances. Just and then here we go. Just today, but just and no, I think that's great. I think I think. There's no reason why the, you shouldn't have that be a uh, guiding star as a politician, right? Why would I, on voting day, you know, come in there? You spoke, Allegedly, these people are talking to their constituents to find yeah. these things out. But they're not. They're not. I mean, no one's ever spoken to me. Or they, they're they're going in. The lobbyist walks in, hands them a bunch of money, and they yeah, vote right, the way the lobbyist says to vote. It's kind of like how the NCAA didn't pay their employees. Yeah, their, yeah their, exactly. Their slave labor yep. either. Well, no. I've always said that we really should have more... Uh, you know, businessmen that will make business decisions. Business you got cult, attorneys. Fuck. You got, you've cult, got the thoughts and feelings of cold Abaddon do not reflect that. Business people. people. I'm people. sorry. But, you know, just Ladies groups. do business now, too. Yeah. <laughs> A lady can be anything she wants now, Colt. Welcome to the 21st century. See? This is going to go viral. Yeah. Is it? Colt's, Colt's done. You just, yeah, you're done. There's you just that, lost it. You ruined the, the whole thing. Totally on purpose. With one comment. We're looking like you, John. No, oh, Jesus. You're on it. I'm going back to equestrian. <laughs> Horses don't ask questions, Colt, do they? They don't ask any questions. They do all the work. Like, what's the caliber of the rider on me? They don't ask that question. Mm-hmm. Or they, they always they answer care. the right way. Nay. <laughs> wow. 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 Okay, hang on. We have a- That's getting crickets. <laughs> I actually have crickets on the board. I never thought to use it. That was crickets for you. <laughs> that was just brutal. That was terrible. Uh, you're going to fall at the math joke. That's so hard. The math oh. joke with that is what you're coming with, which wow. is just terrible. Yeah. But the thing that I thought we were talking about earlier that with Gavin Newsom that was so nutball was what would have happened had he lost? So had he lost, he had <laughs> if he didn't clear 50% majority, 50% yeah. plus one. Right. The next person with the highest amount of votes would have taken office. So based on the rule in California, mm-hmm. so I think the next leading guy has something like 12, 14%. So twelve with 12% so print, of the popular vote, here's your, new, vote. Here's, yeah. here's your new governor here's with 12% of the popular vote. 100% of the people, here's your new guy with 12%. Wow. I mean, okay, look, here's the deal. Number one, I think we can agree on a couple of things. Why anybody would want the job as governor of, the Cal- of California, I have absolutely no clue. You can get into the French Laundry. <laughs> you get into wow. French- yeah, that's a good call. That's- so other than getting into French Laundry, I don't know why you'd want that job. Yeah. I mean, the state it, is... It's a total any government official, honestly. Why would you want... It, no. It's a total... No. He's an empty suit. No. Well, Gavin Newsom is an empty suit. The guy is not anybody that I find personally. I see him as being an opportunist. I see him as being somebody... He made his own money. I will give him credit for that. Okay. He's one of the few politicians he made his own money through yeah. the help of like family friends, but he didn't grow up rich. <laughs> But he, you know, I mean, so so yeah. I respect that. That's why I want in business. Yeah. But then his political career seems to be very opportunistic, and I don't like. I said, I, I, the next guy, he would have. I would, I would. Well, I agree. I'm pretty. Last time I checked, we got a governor of this state that seems like he's done quite well uh, since he's gone from one position uh, to governor of this know, state. Isn't it wild that every single Congress person leaves office a millionaire? Yeah. yeah. That is not something. No, it's that not by accident. Lightly. No. That, but not only not taken lightly. Yeah. That, yeah, that should be something that is prosecuted. I think that there should be absolutely no way for that to happen. 
Well, the well, thing just I like before COVID, when everybody started selling stocks, well, off that's what I was going to say. That, like, that you was, should be prosecuted for insider trading. You, you should. Period. And it'll never happen. No, it'll never, it'll never happen. Never. Okay, is okay. So obviously, we can all agree that California, worst state to be governor of. I'm going to say probably worst state. Worst state more than Florida, Louisiana. Florida yeah, with the floods, yeah, it's constant, yeah, but constant human. Yeah, like, no, yeah. but you get you get a you get to become a uh, positive figure during those times. That's true. You know, so oh I you actually get to serve people. What I don't get is, <laughs> yeah, if a yeah. lot of people. Hey, die you, know, you know what the best day was? Nine <laughs> yeah. right? eleven. You know what? You know what'd be the best day to be part of uh, remember, Governor remember for? When Rudy Giuliani. Louis, was, remember when Rudy was a hero? Louis. Yeah, remember he wasn't. Wow, he was a. What would be the best? What would be the best state to be governor of? What do you think? Oh man, one of those real sweet cupcake states like uh, Vermont, just something where you just kind of call it in. So Delaware. I'm, go- I'm going with like the Montana of the world. It'd be pretty Montana solid. It'd be pretty sweet. Maybe I've been, maybe I've been watching too much uh, Yellowstone. Yeah, I, I was just, going to say maybe all just, the California quiet, money though. comes a little in. Little sleepy, yeah. a little sleepy. Hard to pull uh, well, table, go, tables at the French Laundry. Yeah, see, look, look, I you're, think you're not going to be president from being governor of Montana. No, I think I think California might be the best. There is what? so much money to be taken Washington. on. Oh, see again, Washington would be pretty what? sweet. Now, Colt, you got a lot of oh, that's true. There, yeah, Washington. Culture says, yeah, there's so much money to take in California. You're not making a good case for bribes. Would be amazing. The corruption in this room already. Maybe, maybe already. Gafford and Colt Amundsen running mates. Yeah, no, 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 no. The thoughts and opinions of Colt Amundsen do not reflect the thoughts and opinions of the Power Move. Yeah, it's funny. Yesterday when you weren't here, it was like we started saying a couple things, and he's like, "Whoa, we don't have counsel here. We don't have counsel here. Put the brakes." Let's just talk about something good. Monday night football. That's what we talked. That's what. Yeah, we pretty. We kept. We kept it pretty light. We kept pretty light yesterday. But let's. You know what? But I do want to shift gears. Let's talk about, because there's a lot of business owners that listen to this. And if you are in real estate or if you're, you're an agent by yourself, if you're an independent salesperson, if you are an independent contractor of any sort, you own your own business. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. you are a business owner that owns your own business. And, you know, I want to talk about some mistakes these people seem to consistently yeah. make and, and, and how they could do better and things that you see or what, what you see. Uh I've got three major things that I'll tell people, not knowing your demographics, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It is the biggest, uh, one of the biggest things, um, not having proper experience and not being properly funded. Those are my three major ones that I see people will automatically well, fail. Let's, well, let's, let, well, I let's, think let's, those are realistic, but I think that those are almost three good reasons to go start your own business. Like if you don't have the funding, it's how, where are you going to get it? Sink or swim, you know. No, but when you when you come to me, I, I get so many calls that somebody needs probably two million dollars to do something. They're like, I got eighty thousand, and I got another ten thousand in this bank account. It's like, you you have you have so much. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying because being underfunded as a rule in business sucks, right? So you have to understand your business. The number one problem, I think, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but I tell people this every single time they come to me with a business idea. Let me see your business plan. They go, I don't have one. I go, yeah. I go, why don't you have one? And they go, well, like it's just an idea. I'm like, don't talk to anybody about your until idea. you have a plan. Other than like, other than getting, yeah, no, until you until you have an actual plan that you're together, doing together, right? But people the number one mistake it. people don't do is huh. put together a business plan. And here's the thing, it doesn't matter what your business is. Your idea is worthless. Uh, there's not a good idea out there that's worth a shit. No, without well, execution. Well, you know it's funny, Andy right. Frisella today. I was watching. I just saw a clip on. Aaron Wags Facebook and he was at lunch with Andy Frisella and Frisella was like, dude, you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. You just gotta be the guy that executes. Just the, the, the world is littered with people with great ideas. They don't have the gumption to get up and actually go do it. Well, you can have a bad idea and make it 
work. With you can execute. Oh, yeah. Do you see those? Like for guys? example, you know what's a bad idea? Maybe. Serving somebody six margaritas, margaritas in fifteen minutes and Chili. then towing their car when they go to a concert. Chili's. That's a bad idea. Terrible idea, Chili's. Don't do a Chili's. Don't do it. But the other thing is being inexperienced. I know a lot of lawyers that go cut their own shingle, and they go yeah. and they learn because it's kind of trial by fire. And some have the fortitude to put in the work it takes to figure it out and take the cases that aren't over their skis and figure it out. And then if you fail, then you kind of go, you know, mea culpa and you go back to right. a firm where somebody else has done the work for you already. Well, yeah. and I get that, but uh, you'll sit there and see people just, they don't do any, you know, market studies or anything like that. You so know, are you talking about just more being a, a vacant dreamer? No, I'm I'm talking about people no, that have plans and like yeah. they're Col, 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 because Colt's in commercial real estate. For those of you who are just joining us for the first time, Colt is the commercial director here at Simply like Vegas. An idiot most of the time, yeah. on this show, he, he, yeah, he's he's here for entertainment, but he's actually really. It's kind of like um, he's kind of like Rain Man for commercial, yeah. like not really good at anything else, right. but like knows commercial inside and out. But and uh, definitely, and, yeah. definitely triple net, tri tri triple net, triple net, triple net, triple net. This is making where we can none of us can run for governor of California. No, well, no, but I think what Colt's trying to say is the people that come to him, they're like, I need you to find me space. And when you apply for space somewhere, the landlords actually want to see. If you're real, they right. want to see your plans. They want to see your financials. They want to see this stuff. Yeah, and and that those are the questions he's getting. So yeah. he's asking those questions preemptively because he knows it's coming from the landlord. And I think that again, like there's there's a liquor store right up the street, and it's like I walked in there and they had every low end liquor there is. I'm like, okay, you're across the street from literally billionaires, mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, we're just trying to figure it out. And I'm like, okay, and a half a mile down the road is Lee's Discount Liquor, which is. Yeah, the larger like what were you thinking? The dominant force in, in the market, yeah, the absolute dominant force. You know, it's funny because I see so many people maybe at a different level. See, at least the people where you're talking about are at least trying to mobilize on that Execution. step of it. Mm -hmm. If you take that two steps back, there's a lot of people trying to get money and put together businesses, trying to raise cap, trying to do this stuff. Well, let's let's let, let, let's do this. Let's wait, and after the break, let's come back and let's break it down step by step yeah. where we think people screw up as they go along and they build these things. So, guys, we'll be right back with more power move in just a second. How do you fail at a liquor store? Yeah, I think it's probably filled you well. Right? Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we've, things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout. Welcome back. Welcome back for part two of today. This is episode 12, boys. 12. Sliding into home. 12. This means we spent 12 hours in a room with Colt's just general demeanor. <laughs> to work as the that, next that, governor a, of California. It's a first year uh, law associate work day. Yeah, yeah exactly. 12, 12 hours <laughs> in one day. We, we, we spent that, which is great. But welcome back. We're in the middle of discussing. Um, if you're thinking about starting a business, you have started a business. Some things from personal experience. I think that success leaves clues. I think failure leaves bigger clues. Mm -hmm. um, and we were kind of talking before the break about uh, saying we were going to break down each step kind of, of of opening a business and where, where the pitfalls of that uh, can be. Um, so let's we'll start about ideas. You know, let's talk about the idea for what it is. Right. Now, 
You asked something while we were off air. You said, "What you know? What do you, I think is the best idea to financial freedom? Is it franchises? Those things, right?" What was yeah, the question? Yeah, because I, I was wondering. You think about who you know. That's who are the wealthiest people you know. What do they do, right? Some people say doctors, lawyers, but it's like the people that I know that are really oh, worth yeah. a lot mm -hmm. of money. Yeah. To start talking about, it's eight, nine figures. Yeah, big money. They own a big company. Yes, they own some kind of company. Yeah. Okay, and it's got multiple people under them because that's the only way you can leverage yourself is have people under you doing it. But in what way? Is it the guy that owns 10 McDonald's? Is it the lady that owns, uh, you well, know? Well, it, it's, let's talk about that. Because one of the, the really successful guys that I know um, that I've invested money with is, is a guy named Aaron Wagner. He owns a company called Wags Capital. They have restaurants. And it's what they do. They are experts at QSR restaurants. Uh, their portfolio includes like Crumble Cookies, um, which everybody in Vegas knows what that is. Yep. Um, Everbowl, which I'm invested there. They just launched a new hot chicken, chicken sandwich yeah, place. Um, they've got a, 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 they got a couple other good, a couple stuff. Other good yeah. things that it's are coming all, through, it's right? It's like real cool. Right. But so. they have got it down so much to a science that they go through and they just understand the cost of goods sold. They understand how to move the needle with things and by reducing costs here, turning, it's just like turning dials yeah. for them. Because QSR restaurants are very, are much simpler. QSR stands for a quick service quick restaurant service, yeah. versus one where you go in and sit and, you know, you know, Peggy, the begrudging, right, right. you know, waiter comes over and helps like you out. Chilies. Yeah. Like chilies. chilies. Talking to you, chilies. Uh, no, when that happens, comes over and just does that. But you know, the QSR restaurant model is very successful. So Aaron has a mixture of what he does, which is they will, A, they've done some ground up concepts where they've said, this is where we're going to start with this and we'll just ground them up. Or and then B, he'll go and find something that's humming. Right and doing very very well, and then come in and say, "Hey, look, we want to partner with you to grow this business." Because in most cases, in some cases, the restaurant tour that started it isn't capitalized. They don't have a huge, they don't have a bunch of capital to make that expansion, mm -hmm. and they don't have the network and they don't have the infrastructure to make it go either. And that's what these guys have gotten very good at doing. Um, you know, talk about that. You know, we we had a new restaurant yesterday, and I'm going to give them a shout out again today on the podcast. So there's a new restaurant that I went to yesterday. Up um, on Henderson on Horizon Ridge. I'm sorry, Horizon Ridge and Eastern, not Henderson. Mm -hmm. Eastern and Horizon Ridge called Cubanidad. And me, you know, I moved before I moved to Vegas. I lived in Tampa. I love Cuban food. I love it. I absolutely good Cuban sandwich is the biz. And unfortunately, most of the restaurants since Florida, there was a one down, there was one downtown that was amazing. Mm -hmm. But ever since that thing kind of closed up, yeah. Cubans been really hit or miss in Vegas. Super the hit one or miss. One on Fremont. No, uh, no, no. It was on Las Vegas, Las Vegas Boulevard, Boulevard right by like where Soho is. They actually they closed. owned the one you're not too happy with. Oh, they did? Yeah. Well, the one downtown was great. And then the other better. one, yep. the other one I've just kind of, I've, they're on the blacklist. So I've just kind of written they, them off for bad service. And but. I think that's something you said, like they'll go in and help. You might be an amazing chef and create sure. a business, yeah. but you might not know how to create a business model franchise yeah. or do. And that's when you need to reach out to help. Well, well, this, Cuba, this Cubana Dodd deal, yep. it, it's a quick service Cuban restaurant. You go to the counter, you order your food, you sit down, then the, the, the person brings it out and sets yep. it down. And we were there for maybe three minutes, four minutes. Yep. And the dude that owns the joint comes over to the table. And no, this is not a flex, but he just says, excuse me, are you John Gafford? Because, you know, in, in, in my local little Ville of Hendo. I'm kind of a big deal. I don't I mean, know, whatever. He's probably seen and the power move. He's probably, he's probably seen the power move. Probably, yes. Yeah. Anyway, he says, no, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, nice to meet you. I'm going to send you um, some some special stuff over. We're like, okay, great. And uh, it was amazing. 
And, you know, he made that nice little touch. And it wasn't just us. I mean, I felt special for a second, but right. this dude was like working the room. I mean, they, they were really doing a good job. And the food was exceptional. Yeah, food was and good. I came back and, and I saw that he, had, he was following me on Instagram, which is how he knew who I was. And I shot him a message. I said, hey, everything was, you know, actually, he shot me a message saying, did you think everything was really good? And I said, everything was great, man. I said, you know, being from Florida. And this brings me to the next point. Rather than reinvent the wheel, I'm thinking to myself, I'm just going to get with Aaron Wagner and try to duplicate what he does with, with his deal. Cause I have a lot of experience back in the day with the restaurants as well. Um, and I was like, maybe I can do the same thing with him. So I just sent the guy a message back saying, Hey, look, I'm very well capitalized. I have a lot of great connections. If you ever want to make this thing really boom and go big, let me know. And I'm going to a mastermind group this weekend where I, you know, I'm going to have a conversation with Wags about this place because I thought it was good. It's unique. It's different from everything else. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not another hamburger joint. No, it's not another hamburger joint, yeah. which is great. And I think that brings us to what you were saying. So if you're going to start a start a business, don't reinvent the wheel. I mean, and here's the thing you got to do: if you are going to reinvent the wheel, if you're like I had this great million dollar idea, I'm telling you right now, the best thing absolutely that has happened to entrepreneurs and people that want to own their own their business own their own business in the last 20 years. The internet. Well, the internet, but specifically on the internet, the best thing that has happened is Kickstarter platforms. Yep. And here's why. Well, no, 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 no. So you're wrong. It's not even about the funding. It has nothing to do with the funding. Uh, I know where It has going. to do with, do you have a product that people actually want to buy? In my office right now, I've got a little jar of vitamins. I keep it in there. It's a blue bottle, and it says Azura Specialty Nutrition Vitamins. It's a blue bottle. It is now... 21 years old. No, I'm not going to open it and eat it, even though it would probably still be better than Flintstone vitamins. Like crystal Pepsi. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Crystal <laughs> Pepsi, exactly, for the same time. And that represents a time when my sister asked me if we wanted to open. We, at the time, she was a big multi-level marketing person. She was the head of a very high person in Amway, ran their whole business for them. She was the business manager for them. Some very important people in Amway. And she was like, I want to start my own multi-level marketing company. We're going to split away. We're going to do nutritional supplements. I know. How original, right? Mm -hmm. Even 20 years ago, it wasn't that original. And we went all in on it, right? We had marketing partners. We had a friend of mine that was a former Florida Gator football player. Supposedly had Emmett Smith on board. There was a lot of moving parts to why we wanted to do this. But what do we do? When you're going to launch a product, what's the first thing you do? You go out and you order all the product, Spend right? All the product. So order we did, it all. Oh, yeah. So Spend we, all your capital. So we ordered all the product. We ordered all the vitamins. We ordered all the whey protein. We ordered all the fat burners. We ordered all the creatine. We ordered all the, the penis pills. We ordered all of, all of it. And yeah, private labeled That's what it. I was assuming when you said the blue bottle, John. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, put, and, and we put it in a warehouse. We stuck it in a warehouse because we were going to need it on hand when we jumped off the planet and, right. and, and blew up. Turns out nobody really wanted it. <laughs> And it sat and died in a warehouse. Now, granted, we had a lot of other moving parts that made that business not work, but I told myself I would never again build a product that I didn't know people were going to work, yeah. that people were yeah. going to do, because it was Super a major smart. loss. And we yeah. don't look Somet Sometimes I think in life, though, you do have to feel the dreams it a little bit. If you build it, they will come. Like, I think there are just some things that you're talking about a market that's so saturated, you have to figure out what your edge is. But there are some things. What's your moat? What's the moat? What's the moat? Yeah, what's your moat? None. What, None. Is, None. what is the weirdest thing you've seen make money i mean you can go really hacky and say pet rocks but it's just like right no personally day, like you personally <laughs> have like met somebody that made money it was a weird way because i know we all meet interesting people business owners money people what's the weirdest way i've seen somebody that makes money other than only fans 
I mean, probably the only event's definitely up there. I would say. I mean, they, recently it's 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 the it's the the uh, the crypto mining is yeah, just is bizarre weird. to me. Yeah, I mean, people were doing uh, fidget spinners. You think of those those fads, I, just whatever is a fad. I've There's a the, transgender. Oh, I got, lady I got it. That makes sex toys that kills it in this town. Sex kills toys. it. Those sex toys companies, they make a fortune. Just like That's I'm saying, that I was, had. I met the guy that made the rubber bands that were shaped like uh, animals. He just took rubber bands and shaped them. People put them on, and he. I met him, and he was buying like a three million dollar house because of that. I think anything, anything you can buy from China and mark up eight thousand sure, percent, and then sell sure. on the on the street corner is gonna is gonna make you a pretty good solid space. One of the guys I was on the Apprentice with made a bunch of money over the years selling glow sticks on the Jersey Pier. Uh, you know, that's who knows? What, that's what I'm saying. So stuff. When you think about who do you know that's kind of popped the most? What kind of leverage model do they have? How many people did they have underneath them? Did they have a commission sales set up? Like, how do you get to that level from one to the next? Because so my business is weird. I can only leverage myself with the type of cases I take, or yeah. I can hire a bunch of attorneys and, you know, generate hourly work. I right. only have two paths to go. And that's, I think, true with everybody, right? I think mm -hmm. you got a third path that you just got to find Only fans. something. Yeah. Well, Only fans. Do, that's under naked. a different, that's under <laughs> a different <laughs> LLC. Legal, legal advice naked on OnlyFans. Different LLC. I, I, I think that uh, then you create something that maybe attorneys use, right? You see a lack of something maybe in your database or whatever. And then yeah, you sure, do that, sure. Right? That's, like, yeah, that's, look, that's, look, look for solves, you know, like you know, if you want to make money, just solve problems. Yeah. But I think if you have a product, you have an idea or you have something like that, proof the concept first. Yeah. Make sure it's proved. If you don't have an idea, if you have no idea, but you want to go into business for yourself, look for something that's proven. And, and have somebody around you that's smarter or understands what it. they're doing. Yeah. So a lot of times these people, they want to play, you know, they want to be... They want to helm the ship. Yeah. They want to be the the, the cook crew. Oh, they want to you got to. So uh, one of my clients, this company in town called Foodie Fit, they are just spectacular. They do such a great job with their their concept. I ate their food this morning. They are uh, lovely guys, unbelievably great people to work with. But they and the bar the barbacoa is spectacular. Oh, it's great. No, they, they, they spectacular. Just, they spectacular on the barbacoa. Product. The product really stands by itself. But in yeah. order to get that product out to people. First off, and it's actually economical. It makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So the only, like the, the guy who started it is a chef. He just wants to cook. He doesn't want to be a marketing guy. He's right. not a marketing guy. He's yeah. not a finance guy. So he brings on a couple people that knew him, and they both have their specialties, and it's, it's they kill it Yeah. because they he knew where his weaknesses were. These two gentlemen knew what their strengths were and what his weaknesses were, and they formed like Voltron to have this – Wonderful, great business. And did you just bust out a Voltron Absolutely. reference? Solid. <laughs> we needed some solid. good references. Voltron. We what, would, what would Voltron be with just like one green cat or whatever? Yeah, yeah they would make it. Like you gotta Nothing. have everything They're working together, and you gotta know where your weaknesses are. Don't give away all your fucking equity to the first person that that no, asks you on a no. date. Yeah. Either. Well, well, and I can and I can tell you this too. As somebody, that, I get pitched a lot of equity deals from people that are looking for capital, and when they come in and they're like, you know. There, there's a there's a fine line that you got to look through there. I mean, you watch enough Shark Tank, you see this. Yeah. It's like it's got to be worth the it's got to be worth your while to mentor somebody right. and invest your capital. Right. I, I got offered a I got offered a, a weed deal the other day, and they made me sign an NDA. And I was like, oh, this is going to be some this new tech. In the Caesar's parking. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, he so signed an NDA. And now he's about to spill yeah. the beans on no, it. No, 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 no. Because there's there, that's the thing. There, that's the thing. There's the, nothing. The, the deal was there with was the feds. Yeah. No, there's nothing. Still, John DeLorean shows up, and then there's there's a briefcase. Yeah. No. 
But you sign this NDA, and you're. I mean, if I sign an NDA, I'm expecting something, something like something cool. This is unique. cool, yeah. right? Unique. Something unique. And you know what they were going to do? Check, check this out. This is what they were going to do. They were going to start a grow facility, grow marijuana, and then sell it to wow. dispensaries. And I was like, dude, Genius. I've seen this a I thousand can't times. You just violated that NDA. Yeah, I not, right, I know. Like, <laughs> I'm not a part of this. The, the, e equals it. MC something. Yeah, something. No, no. And, and, and the thing about it was, was you know, I'm looking at this. I look at this plan, and they wanted a very, a fairly large investment, and they wanted like, it was a preferred, it was a preferred investment for for the first three years, where they were a, a decent return on it, but you didn't actually get the return. But then what it was was they would take. They would compound it over three years and then use that to, to convert to equity. Mm-hmm. But the equity would be the future value of the company. Yeah, so I was kind of like, looking at this, I'm like, you want me to fund money. the whole bill for your company, and then you want me to get a diluted position in two years and yes. not make anything on my money? for t- It made no sense to me. Yeah, those ships have sailed, too. Yeah, it, it oh, made no sense. The marijuana thing is... Is not what it was. Probably solar ago. marijuana. Yeah, but like but the point is. but the point being the point being is is if you're <laughs> going to go get somebody that really knows what they're doing in the space that you're trying to do business in, you need to offer them a, a, enough of a chunk that it makes sense for them to want to mess with it. Right. But here's here's the other thing you have to always be careful of, young people doing business. I had a gentleman approach me the other day, and he said, "Hey, can you read this operating agreement? This guy wants to give me all this stuff. It's worth X amount of money." And so I take a look at it and I go. I'm sorry, he's giving you what? Like, oh, well, he's going to buy me a new truck. He's going to do this, this, this. It's like 80 grand for 30% of my company. I'm like, well, on one hand, your company's not worth shit. No, it's worth, it, zero. But, it's worth zero today. But, but, it, but you are you doing are this thing, and it is a really cool concept. And I think <clears throat> if you get with kind of like those other guys that that guy got with, yeah. it's mm-hmm. really worth something. And yeah. you are performing, and it is actually a thing, and it's making money. So you're not just, it's not an idea. It's actually something that's happening. Yeah, tangible. But this guy clearly didn't have the kind of experience for these things because he goes, he goes, oh, yeah, he's giving me a truck. I go, well, what? Well, he signed you over title to a paid off truck. He's like, no, no, no. The company will have to pay for the lease. Oh, my God. Like, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, you just went from giving you yeah. a truck to, to just, he's so basically going to. You're paying your he's, own he's name's gonna, on the lease. That that's it? Take, like, what, for 30% of your company. What is he putting in? What? Zero. Because here's the thing. Let's say your company is actually worth a shit. Yeah. Right? Let's say it is. And I'm not saying that you should live under that sort of embarrassed millionaire thing. Like, I'm not a millionaire yet, but I'm going to be. Yeah. Thing that a lot of people falsely do. Yeah. But to think, okay, planning for the future, what is the equity of my company worth? Right. What is it worth? Mm-hmm. What I believe in this company. I want to be a $10 million business. Okay, so well, 30% is $3 million. Well, I think you also got to appreciate the fact that when you're looking for investors like that or your guy, right. you ask yourself a question. Is this a strategic partner or is this dumb money? Right. And dumb money, not meaning the person is dumb, no, no, but no, meaning no, they no, don't no. bring any knowledge or any connections Skill, or any skill set. They're just money. They're, they're, they're just they're money. They don't bring anything money. to the table other than money. Right. And you need to be like, that's a loan. That's like, a lo- Thank you. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. that's, that's not, a That's not business part. And he goes, oh, well, you know, and I'm like, look, save up the money it takes to rent a new truck or something. Don't give away the farm on somebody that's not going to, like you said, great point, strategic partner. Yeah. So this guy with the foodie fit got two other guys that were strategic partners in different ways, and it's obviously worked out very well. Yeah. And they all work together. Let's say a national wanted to buy them out, or let's say they wanted to expand and needed to raise money mm-hmm. or needed to raise equity. Well, then they can all kind of equally dilute and work that out later, right? Right. But if you've given away thirty percent of your farm for a loan, for a loan mm-hmm. that's that's now 
you get 20% left before you're a minority shareholder. And I think... Or an interest LLC holder. I think a big thing is is people don't have stuff in writing. I mean, me and oh, you God. talked about that before, I but I, I've seen that. I see that all the time. Our partners, I go, you might be best friends right now, but give that five years of a so, rough so, up so, and down. Well, that's, what, that's what I always tell people. The number one rule in real estate, everybody's cool until they're not. Until they're not. Yep. Until they're not. Until they're every, every, dude, yep. everybody's super cool. Oh, until they're not. That, we just... I lost a lot of money last week because everybody was super cool. Everybody's cool <laughs> until they're not. But but I think but I think that's important too. If you're going to bring on a partner, if you're if you're thinking about having a partnership with somebody, it is more important in the document that you draft between you and your partner what happens when things go wrong yes. than it is when things go right. I think if you're going to have a partner, you need to have a very clear expectation yeah. spelled out of what both of you are bringing to the table. Right. That is well ver. Everybody can see this is what I need to bring to the table. This is what the expectation is of me. Yeah. So there's no like, well, I thought you were going to do all that. No, I thought you were going to do all that. Right. And then if it doesn't work out, if there's any assets of the company, who do they go to? Yes. If it's a buy-sell agreement, for those of you who've never heard of that, but essentially what it is is one of you makes the offer to buy the other one out. The other one can either buy you out for the same amount or accept the money and then they keep the whole business. Or if there's a division of assets and intellectual property right down the middle, but figure out when you get into business, what's yeah. going to happen there? Oh yeah. yeah people don't will. Yeah. People think like a prenup is the most unromantic thing on earth. And it's like, well, no, 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 no. Prenup's not there assuming the marriage is going to fail. Yeah. That's not what it's for. Yeah. Right? It's there if it fails. Now why things fail, who knows who are you the same guy you were 10 years ago? No, not even remotely. Cause that's why I don't have any tattoos. Like, yeah, I, I like the band Tool, but I don't you know, <laughs> necessarily need it on my arm because I'm like, I don't know who I'm going to be. He's next. got the barbed wire. He's got the barbed wire. He's got the barbed wire. We were just talking earlier about some guy. Some guy got some girl's name tattooed on her face, oh, and she dumped God. him the next day. I mean, it's it's crazy <laughs> it's to true. me that these people don't understand that things change. Here's the thing: you don't always plan on things happening in business that have to do with you and I. Let's say. Uh, let's take our spouses out of it. Let's say I'm married to a crazy person and John's married to a crazy person and she goes to divorce John and now my interest in my business is handicapped because John yeah. and I didn't have the foresight yep. to understand to that spouses that. had to have you know disclaimers or quick claims against mm -hmm. property interests or whatever of the business or that they didn't have an interest in the event of divorce. You know, There's ways to build these things into your company where you go, hey, I'm getting into bed with you, not your wife, right. not your... Not, so the, if there's one, the, if you're going to have a serious partnership with money involved, zip or uh, what is it, zip legal forms or whatever it is, is probably no, not the call. place to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call a real attorney to have this well, stuff drafted. Call, call a trust attorney. Call a real corporate attorney yeah. because they're yeah. going to understand that you don't even know what you're not protected against if you don't know what you're not. You know, right? Yeah, you know, it's, it's not always you, it dude. Be, it, you know, it's funny is is right now I'm I'm moving everything over to uh, some wealth management guys in New York, and we were on the phone yesterday for about an hour and a half, and they were asking me questions about assets and trusts and things where things were you know things where money is and this and that and how to segregate who gets how, the pogs who gets well the, no no how, but, but, how, baby, but, but their biggest concern was like, how do we carve this out and I was like well, what do you mean he's like well like for example we're we're gonna go through and run a doomsday scenario on every asset you have and I'm like what does that mean he goes well like for example the building in Nashville you guys are building if that was to collapse and kill everybody in it how are you insulated from that and I'm like oh god like I didn't even I'm just thinking this is an investment it gets built right. it's gonna cash flow life is good yeah, now you're well, talking about yeah, the building falling yeah. down and crushing people yeah uh, stuff you don't think really, of yeah, yeah, yeah. no how are you isolated in that you're not going to own any of your assets going to be held in trust yeah. but who's going right. to go let's say it goes to a trust but do you want that do you want things in life estates for your spouse to go to your kids directly or because they're 50 percent owned by your wife those are really complex things yeah talk mm -hmm. to it talk to an estate a real attorney, attorney to really get those done. it's not that yeah. expensive either if you if you have enough assets that you're worried about it's, it's not. not a set aside no. probate issue or something like that if you have real assets then yeah. get that done immediately not today 
I need, yeah, to, talk to, well, I need to talk to you, Chris, about my one share of win. It's one share yeah. of win. One share, I don't care. How do I? So tell you, <laughs> he, bought one, he bought one, literally one share when they had the start. I today with China. Oh, it didn't oh God. All these fans we got killed on today. I woke up today Oops. thinking, no, oh, yesterday was bad. And no, to, and today 10%. goes worse. Sands another gets worse. 10%. I'm married. I'm going to be buried at Sands because yeah. I own so much of that <laughs> stock. That's how I feel with I'm never going to be able to sell it. Unfortunately, I bought more than just one share. But Oh, God. You know what? We got to talk about that. Taxes, too. Let's say that for the last five minutes, but I want to talk about this. So we talked about if you're going to build a business and I want to prove the concept, right. if it's your own idea, if it's not your own idea, find someone to mentor under or just mimic what they did. For example, Dave Thomas of Wendy's, who was his mentor? Do you know? Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc. No, not true. Close, oh. but not Ray Kroc. The Colonel Sanders. The Colonel. Yeah, yeah, he worked, he worked, yeah. he worked for the Colonel. That's how he learned. So yeah. he went to learn the fast food business by working directly for the Colonel, went off and did his. There is nobility and working for someone else if you are learning what they do of to take it. Is, yeah. It happens every single The reason people want to come work for me on my team is because they know I'll teach them everything that I know, and then they can go off and do their own thing. I just want them to do it at the company. It doesn't matter. I, I don't mind training my future competitors. Right. It doesn't bother me. Um, but yeah, do that. If you have your own idea, proof the concept. If it's something that you're going to go out that is different from everybody else, ask yourself the question, is there a moat around this product? Right. Is there yeah. something that's different from everything else? Don't. If, you're, if your product is very similar to 25 million other products on the market, it ain't special just because you thought it up. Right. There, there's nothing special. And though. when it goes yeah. to real estate, when you see something that's, for lease for two thousand dollars a month, uh, it figure it's going to be five thousand. Yeah. By the time insurance, by the time yeah. you know that's you. You need to break down what your actual cost and overheads going. Well, to have be a pl again back to what plan. you said. Have a plan. I spend yeah. the, spend the time to build a real right. business plan and understand if you're going to open a restaurant, you need to price out everything that's going to be on the line. You right. need to price out what it costs to have a hood installed. You need to price what it costs to have a grease trap installed if the restaurant doesn't have one. Right. You need to understand how that works. Tar plan for your target customer. Yeah, Figure right. out who your target customer is. Open your business where it is. Why is why why are we sitting where we're sitting right this second? Why are we in this office? We're here because the most expensive real estate on this side of town, I can hit a seven iron and hit it. When we opened here 10 years ago, this center was like empty because it depended on in and out retail, right? It depended on shops mm -hmm. and store yeah. owners. We were we didn't care. We just wanted to be based close to the expensive homes. Now, luckily, you know, 10, 11 years later, the shopping center is full. But again, understanding where your clients are and being where they are. Right. Yep. Yep. Knowing your demographics. Is, is important. Find out where people are going to be buying real estate and go get their first. <laughs> yeah. Find, find out where it is first. But yeah. No, to your point, you know, uh, something I just throw in is a, you know, there's a reason I'm sitting in this chair sometimes. Um, if you, you can start your own LLC. People don't understand how easy this process is. Mm -hmm. it, it's so easy that sometimes when I'm doing them for myself, I'll just call my guy and he'll just do it for me. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, it's like I'm the attorney. I'm getting somebody who's not an attorney to start an LLC for me. Yeah. They, it is not a difficult process, but people think that somehow that protects you. First off, an LLC isn't a business license. You have to get oh, that separately. God, yeah. yeah. Okay, if you want to operate in Clark time. County, Las Vegas, that's a different business license. And probably okay. whatever city you're in. Yeah. So whatever city you're in, there's different business license. You get a state business license with your LLC in Nevada. Mm -hmm. It's a state business license, but it's not in the county or place that you're operating. Different ones, check out, ask an attorney. The other thing is, um, if you're not willing to sit down and figure out how to start an LLC, are you really ready to start your own business? No. There's no. going to be things that come up where if you can't sit down and figure this one thing out, I don't know. Are, are you really willing to kind of handle some of the curveballs you're going to be getting? Yeah. I, like, I think that's a kind of a low well, and bar. I, and, I, and I think what, what Colt said earlier was understand what it takes to be capitalized. And mm -hmm. 
for example, when we run our business here, we do, we do for all of our businesses. This is how I just handle distributions. It's, it's we've, how we've always done it. It's always worked. It's what we do. We have a baseline for what it would cost to basically run this business for six months without taking a dollar. Without, without making $1 into the business, what it would cost for six months. That's the baseline that we keep in the account. On the same day of every month, we draw out everything that's over those on all of our businesses. So we always, always done it. But I don't have to worry about dips. I don't have to worry about, right. uh, you know, even when COVID hit, I, it, didn't, it didn't really affect me because I did that. So many businesses are undercapitalized and open on a shoestring. And I think part of that is also if you're looking to do a franchise, that's when it can be dangerous. Yeah. If you're looking to get into that franchise business, because some franchise companies, I mean, they're, here, here's a little secret, kids. They're not really interested in you succeeding or not. They just yeah. want to get their franchise fee. Well, yeah. I mean, they franchise obviously want to get you paid so they have a worthwhile thing, but they have no blood, sweat, and tears in your no, location. No. It's your money. if they, As long as they get their franchise fee. Franchise? French fries? Fries? Mm-hmm. French franchise fee. Yeah. We'll give you the French It's fries. been a long day, and it's only going to get later. It really is. I'm not going <laughs> to That's lie. funny you say that because I was just um, uh, with a huge retail broker. He handles the majority of the Vegas market, and I go, well, what was here? He's like, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to say the business, but I go, well. We just looked at that across this uh, across the uh, town. He goes, "Oh yeah, their business model is they just want all your money up front, and if you succeed, great. If you're out in Good a year, you. it doesn't matter, right? They have no yeah. risk, and and that's it, right? Like the franchise thing. COVID showed showed you how underfunded people were. Yeah, people calling you two weeks into shutdown, freaking out. You should yeah. not, as a business owner, be you should right, but not freaking out like some of these guys that. So why do you think they closed? What's that? Why don't you think a lot of these businesses closed? Why did they close? Why didn't they close? What, during COVID or when? I don't see a lot of businesses closed right now. Oh, there was a lot. Oh, there was a bunch, yeah. But but what services? The problem you just didn't see it is because the competitors picked it up to take their capitalization. Yeah, some of the other people stepped in. People just got scooped up, but there really wasn't a total shakeout. We don't see a bunch of tumbleweeds or or No, no, no. I think the paycheck paycheck assistance program helped a lot of businesses keep their doors open and stay through COVID. Because I was going to say, there were some some tools to use for business SBA loans and a lot of that stuff got them through. Um, but I do want to talk about real quick before we're done, because we're, we're almost out of time. Man, the hour just flies by like nothing. But there's a French major fries. change coming. If you own any type of assets, you know anybody that owns any type of assets, you need to listen to this, because capital gains is going, going up. When do going they vote up. on it? I, you know, I don't know when the vote is on it, but it's I believe there's a bill before the Ways and Means Committee, and it's proposed to put it from 20% to 25%. Now, 5% increase in capital gains is quite significant. Yeah, it's a monster. It's a monster. That's that's 50 grand on a million. Yeah. So uh, you're talking about real money, and an asset to be a million dollars in capital gains is not crazy. In no, it's not. No. No. Now, this applies to literally everything that's a long-term capital gain. Yeah. Right? Yep. So if this gets passed, and there's also a few uh, life estate exemptions that are coming through the pipeline too, but um, if you have assets that are ripe for long-term capital gains, you've held them for more than a year, and it's going through that process. You can ten thirty one them, right? Mm-hmm. You can always do that mm-hmm. process. Yeah. But if you're going to take, if you if you're planning you're on cashing out for whatever reason, do it now. Do, do it, it now. Right now. Do oh, it right wait. now. So if you have a commercial building, call Colt. Yep. If you have residential buildings, call any of the agents here or residential properties. Any of the agents here at Simply Vegas can help you with that. But yeah, it's time to start thinking about maybe a quick liquidation yeah. before some of the stuff goes. Ten thirty one is a account. It, that's such a great tool that everybody thinks it's. Only for the hedge funds. It's only for no. big money. It's like no, you got it's guys that they're secondary. You know, your little investment home, make mm-hmm. two hundred thousand. Sure, $200, sure. yeah, five percent's a lot. 
It's a lot of money on, especially when you're talking about real estate, yep. right? It, because that's those are the things with the potential to get you there. Yep. A lot of I mean, a lot of times, income on you know your regular income and these things are not going to hit you in that way. But if you have a an asset that your grandfather left you, right, and mm -hmm. whether how your tax basis was stepped up or whatever, mm -hmm. you have to understand a lot of times those are going to be categorized as long term capital gains. And this is the time when if it goes up to twenty five percent, it's starting to greatly deviate from. Um, being that tax advantageous as like dividends or capital gains have always been historically against income tax. Yeah. So if you're sitting at home waiting, you know, wondering to yourself, man, how are they going to pay for this giant infrastructure bill? <laughs> yeah. Here comes the check. It's going to be due. So if you have, again, if you have assets, liquidate them, move them into a, uh, talk to a tax attorney. Do I talk to a tax attorney? Don't, this is not legal this advice. Counsel. This is legal this information. It's not legal advice. Legal I'm information. Just providing, we could not yes, have this we're not giving yesterday. legal advice here. Nothing. We're, we're here. providing a, an entertainment. It's, uh, it's entertainment purposes only, but as far as what I'm saying, uh, <laughs> make sure you talk to your tax attorney about whether it's right for you. Because whether these things do affect you, if, if there's a possibility this is going to affect you um, you know, in a large way. So yeah. talk to a tax attorney. Make sure it's within your estate plan, too, because you don't want to trigger other plan. issues. But, yeah, talk no. to a professional. No, for sure. And, again, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure that you like and subscribe. If you're listening to us on a podcast through Spotify, Apple, or any of the big ones, make sure that you um, subscribe to that as well so you get it. And if you haven't seen us on YouTube, check it out because I'm just curious what you think My of Colt's hair. new hairdo. Uh, Beautiful. Check it out. Comment down in the comments. Let us know what you think of Colt's do. Or these uh, guys, yeah. The mean and clean. Or you know what? Of it. You know what you lack can do? You know what you can add now? Swimmer. To the Olympic oh, thing, looks, you got you're getting the hairdo. Like a, you're getting like the hairdo. It looks more like a diver. Diver, diver. Do you ever realize that divers are in amazing <laughs> shape, and there's no need to be in amazing shape for diving? You know they just swim all day, right? Yeah. Well, no, but uh, no, that they're not. <laughs> divers don't swim all day. They gotta wow. swim to the edge Time of the pool. And they climb the stairs. Then, then they're on the yards. stair climber. Then they gotta climb those stairs. How's they that? are in ridiculous. There's no shape. elevator there's on the no, diving platform. But there's no need to be that way. <laughs> they could a, go up that? with a dad bot and do the same job. You couldn't doing. make it up the stairs next, of the diving next we're platform. We're gonna have to give a lesson on aerodynamics too. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Join us next time as we give Colt a lesson on aerodynamics, and uh, we figure out what Olympic sport. Connell Lyle V. Connell.com. That's it. Connell.com. If they want to find you, how do they find you? Colt. Uh, amadingroup.com, Colt underscore Amadin, Instagram. And of course, you can Check always follow me on Instagram at the John Gafford. And if you like what we do here again, tell a friend because we don't appreciate that. But if you hate us, tell two because what happens, Connell? What do we like? Like, uh, like being talked about. We like being talked about. Don't matter if it's good yes, or bad. We do. See you next time, guys. Cheers. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we've, things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.